It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. It's Monday. It's the day that we usually record the Minnesota football party, and we are going to deliver our Vikings-Eagles takes today. However, we're going to save the full show for Tuesday to react to Vikings-Eagles. But once again, I'm Sam Ekstrom alongside Luke Ginman of Superior Sports Talk, Arif Hassan of The Athletic, and Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. It is a mini football party today. Let's get our predictions on record for Vikings-Eagles. Luke Ginman, take it away with a hot Monday night football take. Hot? How about the opposite? Because it worked last week, so I'm going to run it back. Mr. Cliche, don't turn the ball over, run effectively. This Eagles offense, it's going to score points. Keeping them off the field with those seven, eight, nine-minute drives is huge, which hurts to say, by the way, because I took the over in this one, remember, last week, and I'm trying to keep up with Luke Braun, who went 2-0 and in his picks this week. But when they're able to run the ball effectively, it stops the Eagles from being able to just pin their ears back and get after Kirk. Side note. Janarius Robinson, X-Factor, revenge game. Watch out, guys. Vikings can't get down multiple scores and just become one-dimensional in this one. And by the way, this is all easier said than done because Jordan Davis, only 22 snaps last week when he was in. Lions averaged 2.2 yards per carry when he was in. When he was out, they averaged 10 yards per carry. He's a monster. So 11 personnel, showing pass, getting Davis off the field. He's considered more of a two-down guy and still finding ways to run effectively. Those are a couple big keys, I think, for the Vikings to go on the road on Monday Night Football and steal one versus the Eagles. The over-under on this game is down from 52 to 49. Arif Hassan, wow. do you think that do you rocked. think this is going to be a shootout or do you think the betters uh, who are guessing a lower-scoring game are correct? Uh, I mean, betters historically do a pretty good job of nailing these things, but they're a little bit weaker in over-unders than they are in the spread. I'm going to take the over on this. This feels like a high-scoring game to me. The Vikings' run defense generally pretty good, but they haven't been tested against a uh, you know running quarterback. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if both teams got over 200 rushing yards in this game, uh, and I think a lot of that just has to do with how porous those run defenses can be in the right circumstances. Like Luke said, the uh, the splits with Jordan Davis on and off the field, which I believe are 14 carries each, um, are you know, enormous, right? When, and and some of that just has to do not just specifically with Jordan Davis, but the type of personnel and defenses that they'll put on the field at the same time associated with Jordan Davis. But either way, you can get them off the field in 11 personnel. You can run the ball. The Vikings have shown a willingness to do that. And I think, you know, the concern about, you know, the Vikings not being able to defend the run, you know, kind of a weakness of Zaria Smith overall, you know, means that there's going to be a lot of yards on the field for both teams, probably and particularly through the ground. So I would take the over on that. That one is a little bit surprising to me after seeing what the Lions and Eagles did. Mind you, one of those was a pick six. Um, it just feels like there is a lot of opportunity for an over in this game. Especially, I don't trust that Eagles defense generally. Luke Braun, is there an offensive player for the Eagles that terrifies you or you know makes you shudder more than anyone else? Yeah, I don't know if it's one person, like there's not like one X factor here, but it's just the unit as a whole is just really solid. Like, you know, last week we had backup linemen, there were no wide receivers, but th this week it's a really solid offensive line from left to right. It They've got enough deep threats to really open up. They have a good running back committee. And I think that's what makes the Eagles like a formidable unit on that side of the ball. Because you can't just say, oh, well, they just can't go deep because their guys can't catch. 
and then just like force them into this awful game plan, which is what happened week one. Um, but like I, so I, I think, I don't know. The more I think about this game, the more pessimistic I get. But I still kind of my prevailing emotion is I genuinely have no idea, and this could go like any direction. <laughs> yeah, I think needless to say, the uh, the the formula for victory is not letting AJ Brown getting 150 plus yards and letting that running game get 200 plus yards. I mean, the Lions' defense last week was woeful in their attempts to stop not only their their rushing attack but the passing attack as well. If the Vikings can focus on A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and hold that passing game in check, I'm okay giving them some rushing yards. Putting them in third downs where, preferably, it'd be third and four or longer, they're a little more one-dimensional, and the Vikings can bring pressure. Um, if you can contain the passing game to where you can predict those passing downs, I think that's where you create turnovers and you get hurts um, in a messy pocket. So I'm optimistic that if they can pass defend the way they did against the Packers they can just repress this offense enough and actually get a W out of this game Luke Inman go back around the circle one more time the Vikings will win if this happens what fill in the blank well I think if they're able to find a way to contain Jalen Hurts and force him to be a pure pocket passer how they do it they're gonna have to get creative more speed on the field maybe Lewis seen up in the box maybe Brian Asamoa on third and long situations but this guy had 17 rushes last week alone he's a quarterback 17 rushes 90 yards finding a way to keep him in the pocket where clearly that's his biggest weakness scanning the field reading defenses things like that that's the way you're gonna at least stop and contain slow down this offense and then i think koc and the rest of this offense with kirk cousins and all the weapons he's gonna have can at least match you know step for step stride for stride and have a shot at the end of this game i think maybe it comes down to honestly sam maybe it comes down to whoever's got the ball last at the end arif the vikings yeah. win if I really like Luke's idea. In fact, uh, I would say that he stole mine uh, from the piece that I wrote on Thursday, but I know that Luke can't read, so. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we need <laughs> He doesn't have a subscription. I do like the idea of putting more speed on the field because the thing that worries me are those scrambles, Sam, you mentioned that getting them into third and long will force them to be one-dimensional, but that wasn't really the case with the Detroit Lions. After Jalen Hurts scrambled, he was able to convert a lot of third downs, including a third and 12 and a third and 15 with his mm -hmm. legs. And so the important thing mm -hmm. is to make sure that you've got those sidelines, uh, sideline to sideline stuff covered, which means, you know, in nickel, maybe you put Brian Asmo on the field or in nickel, you have Lewis Seen on the field. Maybe you run a penny front where you've got, you know, your five normal linemen, but you take a linebacker off the field to put a safety on the field. I think that those are the things that they need to do, not necessarily to spy Jalen Hurts, but to always have an answer for what he's going to do because they like to send receivers deep and then use Jalen Hurts as a check down. So to me, they win if they prevent Jalen Hurts from scrambling. Either that's by putting pressure on him in the pocket and clogging up those rushing lanes, or by mushing the rush, you know, the same way that LSU did against Johnny Manziel multiple times while while Manziel was one of the best college football players uh, in the NCAA. So um, any way that you do it, pressure, no pressure, clog up those rushing lanes and force him uh, to make multiple reads. Luke? I'll go to the other side of the ball, I guess. Um, I, yeah. like, I think everybody agrees the main thing is contain hurts, but for me, it's on offense the eagles are going to be able to put 
like cap safeties over the top of Justin Jefferson. They're not going to let that happen. <laughs> um, and so I think the Vikings will win if whatever plan B is after, okay, they're taking away Justin Jefferson. They've got, you know, guy over him, a guy under him. We can't throw at him. Well, is plan B Adam Thielen? Is plan B the run game with Dalvin Cook? Whatever that is, if that can carry a game, then the Vikings can win. But if that's all just tertiary stuff, and if the only other thing the offense can muster is two catches to Thielen, two catches to Osborne, and, you know, three and a half yards of carry, then it's not going to be there. But if whatever plan B is, whatever the thing the Vikings want to do in the event Justin Jefferson gets taken away, that's going to be tested. And if that can carry the game, then I think the Vikings can keep up in the kind of shootout it feels like this might be. The Vikings will win if, on offense, they are 50% or better on third downs. They were actually not very effective in those situations against Green Bay. On defense, if they get 15-plus pressures on Jalen Hurts, who struggles under pressure, unless he can use his legs. Um, and on special teams, if Jalen Rager has three grudge match punt return touchdowns, they will win the game <laughs> if that happens. Uh, for Luke Inman of Superior Sports Talk, Arif Hassan of The Athletic, Luke Braun, Locked on Vikings, and importantly, the Locked on Vikings postcast, which will air after tonight's game live, myself and Luke Braun reacting to what happened in Philadelphia. Smash the like button, subscribe to this video so you can get tomorrow's show, Minnesota Football Party, Tuesday this week and then Thursday as well, talking about that Lions game coming up. Um, and I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thanks so much for watching the mini Minnesota Football Party. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.